Welcome to the Retirement Clinic with your host, Jeff Kowal, from the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialists. The Retirement Clinic is on WISN Milwaukee, WIBA Madison. Welcome aboard. It's Father's Day weekend. We have Summerfest tickets for our listeners, but first we say good morning to Jeff Kowal. Morning, Paul. Good morning. Things are, uh, you good? I'm great. You ready for questions? You bet. In addition to that, uh, Jeff, a lot to talk about regarding retirement your portfolio? How are things going? Are you on the right track? Sometimes we get those very basic questions. Here's my age. Here's how much money I've got so far. Is that going to be enough? Maybe, maybe not. Yeah. And, and everybody has that different number, Jeff, right? Well, it's fun to talk about that. There's a lot of things that are involved with retirement planning. Um, the investments, as you mentioned, reallocation, uh, cash flow analysis, how long is your money going to last in retirement? And that goes to your question, do you have enough? Um, also, uh, the, the types of things that can blindside you in retirement, health care costs, long-term care costs, uh, you know, a bad turn in the market, a uh, number mm-hmm. of different things, just taxes, um, and there are new tax laws coming out with regarding uh, retirement planning. So a lot goes into the retirement planning process. And Yeah, those yeah, two yeah. that you mentioned, retirement and health kind of go hand in hand. And it's unfortunate, but as we near retirement, we are also yes. aging. And- yep. And hopefully we stay healthy enough to enjoy that nest egg we've worked so hard to save, Jeff. That's right. You want to make sure that you preserve it because that's kind of that not kind of that is the focus of our business. Once you've accumulated some wealth, how do you preserve it, grow it, take income from it, and then pass it on to your heirs? So all those things are big considerations when you look at the retirement planning process. It's not and it's not just set it and forget it. You have to continually review it. Um, Make sure you make a, uh, a, a course adjustments along the way. Um, so it's it's an interesting, it's a fun, it's an exciting process, but there's also a lot of risk involved with it. Um, just because you want to make sure that the money lasts the rest of your life. Just a little background, Jeff, on all of your locations and what you all do at the Kowal Investment Group. And then we'll start taking calls. In fact, I urge you to call in now. The sooner the better. Uh, we do have Summerfest tickets, a four-pack for one listener. We'll announce the winner at the very end of the show. The number to call, the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. It's open right now, 414-799-1130. 414-799-1130 for your retirement questions. Somebody's going to walk away with four Summerfest tickets. And we got a special day that Dan O'Donnell with the military is involved with. We'll tell you about that later in the show. As far as Jeff's locations, Jeff, pretty exciting. You're down by the all the fire. Foxconn stuff in Racine. Oh, that's right. right. Brand new location right on Highway 20. It's right, it, it is right across the street from, the, I believe, what's going to be the healthcare center for uh, for Foxconn, but right on Do 20 they and, get their and own 94. Zip code? I, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> no idea. But we're right in that area. That's one of our five locations. We're also in Port Washington, anywhere, Mequon, Thienesville, Grafton, Cedarburg, Random Lake. Uh, great place to meet. Um, Waukesha World Headquarters in Waukesha, Middleton, Wisconsin, and then in Phoenix. So five locations right now, another one to be added pretty soon. And uh, if you want to check out more online, thekowalway.com is Jeff's website, the K O W A L 
thekowalway.com. We'll give you phone numbers throughout the show and more information. Also, you may hear Jeff and his staff do the market updates, not on WISM, well, on WISM, but also now Jeff and Madison. That's right. Uh, 3 o'clock and 5 o'clock in Milwaukee on WISM. 3 o'clock news block, 5 o'clock news block. But then also in Madison, uh, 4.55 in Vicki McKenna's show just before the 5 o'clock news. We try to give you one minute on what's going on in the market that day. What's driving the market up or down? Is it uh, government reports? Is it corporate earnings? Uh, is it uh, some sort of um, a geopolitical issue that's uh, causing the markets to uh, vary one way or the other? Uh, also take a look at interest rates, if that's appropriate. Then we wrap it up with uh, Dow, the S&P 500, and tech-heavy NASDAQ, all in one minute. 3 o'clock news block, 5 o'clock news block in the middle of Mark Belling shows, uh, and then uh, 4.55 on WIBA in Madison. Geopolitical. Is that code for Trump? Uh, no, that's code for uh, everything. bombing uh, tankers, things like that. Iran? <laughs> yeah. Are we going to war with Iran? Yeah. There's so much in the news, Jeff. And I mean, my gosh, every week it's something else. And But that's always going to be the case. I mean, that's the world we live in yep. right uh, now. 24-hour news cycle. You turn on cable TV at any time. You see right now there's protests in Hong Kong. I mean, it's there's always something that makes seemingly the markets move. I think some people do overreact. To- Great point, Paul, because for a lot of uh, investors, a lot of that's already baked in. You know that there's going to be some volatility due to some something that's going to happen in, in Iran, in the suites of Hermuz or uh, uh, uh anywhere in the world, that there's likely to be something, whether it's China and the trade, um, Straits of Hermes, that's it. Yeah, the Straits. And, I was trying uh, to think of the word, too, where the streets. tankers were, uh, yes. the mines. Uh, and then, uh, But with China, you know that there's there's going to be a deal eventually, but there's a lot of volatility between now and then. Mm-hmm. The Mexico, the, the deal with Mexico. So those are things that go on worldwide. Some of that's already factored in. Same thing with interest rates. Um, some of that's already factored in. Yeah, there's again, there's always going to be something, Jeff. So as far as that anxiety or the nerves as a your long-term investment nest egg, you've got to kind of take a big, deep breath and say, but this is just the way it is. That's right. And if you think this year is going to be is volatile, just Election wait till next year. year. Yeah, that'll be a lot of fun. I, it, I really think it will be. I'm so looking forward to that election. I think it'll be a blast yep. from a news junkie's point of view to follow. Um, so we're going to get started with a couple questions. You've got a lot of topics to get to today. We've got the Boss Minute with Aaron Kowal, Business Owners, Savings and Security. That's the Boss Minute. We have the sexy segment in the second half of the program about preserving your wealth. So all of that being said, we also welcome your calls. 799-1130 is the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line. And that four-pack of Summerfest tickets up for grabs for one of the callers. We'll announce the winner at the end of the program. First up is Mauricio calling. I hope I said that right. That's how it's spelled. In Jackson. How you doing? Good morning. Uh, yeah. yeah, good morning. Um, Jeff, I have a question that um, I was... But, uh, I'm 64 years old, and I was invested in mostly uh, uh, 65% bonds and 35% stock uh, until last year when uh, the the bonds kind of took a bath. Oh, yeah. Um, and so when the stock market lost about 15%, I kind of tried to time it, and I jumped into stocks, into a, into a stock-only um, bond. Okay. So so I made up so I made up for some of the uh, uh, bond losses, but now I'm kind of like one off rebalance. Is now a good time to kind of go back into bonds? That's a great question, Mauricio. Right? 
Yes, sir. It's a great time to, to be doing it, I think. Uh, there's just an – actually, we're going to talk about – there's a, a article from Brian Westbury talking about no needs for rate cuts, but yet the Federal Reserve is talking about reducing interest rates. There's an inverse relationship with bonds. As interest rates go down, the value of bonds go up. So you're rebalancing, and I think you – you know, the short-term interest rates are still pretty good, but I would go to intermediate. I think you can stretch out a little bit longer, get a little bit better interest rate, and still take advantage if the interest rates do indeed go down. Uh, I think this is a good time to do it, and I, I would still stick with, you know, you're 100% in stocks. I might get, you know, go to 35. At 64, at 64 years old, you're still relatively young. Could live a long time, and I still think there's still some legs in the stock market. I wouldn't be opposed to doing you know, at least 35. I don't know what else you have, or if you have other savings in that. So that's a consideration as well, and you can always call our office, and we can talk about it in more detail. But I would say, say not, bad, not a bad idea to start moving about 35% of your portfolio into bonds. Okay, well, thank you so much, Chef. All right, and I'd go more uh, intermediate, too, as well. Yeah, thanks a, thanks for the call. That's a good question, uh, Mauricio. I'm going to put you back on hold just so we get your info for those uh, Summerfest tickets. And again, we'll take your retirement questions all the way till 11 o'clock. And that includes anybody listening. We're in, again in WIBA Madison, WISM Milwaukee. It's time for your first topic of the day. Well, as Jeff? long as Mauricio brought it up, I'm going to talk about it. This is uh, Brian Westbury, who's the chief economist for First Trust. And they talked about... Um, at the end of last week, the week before, the, the Federal Reserve talked about cutting short-term interest rates maybe by 50 to 75 basis points this year and another 25 in 2020. Brian Westbury eloquently puts it, I think this is nuts. <laughs> uh, he said, the U.S. economy doesn't need rate cuts. At present, we are projecting a real GDP growth of 1.5%. Uh, he says it's going to be annually about a 3% annual rate. Uh, he says some investors, some analysts and investors are worried about the relatively slow pace of payroll growth in May, which came in at 75,000. So 75,000 jobs were added in May. And that, that was lower than expected? Lower than expected. But he said since the business, well, since business cycle peaked, the labor force has grown by 0.7% per year. He said at that trend, we need 90,000 jobs per month to keep the unemployment rate steady, not far from where we were in May. So we don't need 200,000 jobs a month. Right. We need 75,000 jobs, or 90,000 jobs a month. Unemployment's so low right now, Jeff. Great point. He said rather than seeing the May payroll gain as a reason to cry, we should instead have seen the prior trend as a reason to celebrate. That the 200,000, 250,000 jobs a month was a reason to celebrate. That was more than what they need to maintain. Right now, when we're looking at about a 3.8% uh, unemployment rate, that's full employment. That totally. And, and Just about everybody and, who wants to work is working. That's right. And you're always going to have a number right around that. Well, you say if that's full employment, Jeff, because 3.8% of the population just doesn't want to work. Right. Not interested in a job or unemployable, or just unemployable for whatever reason. Right. So you're never going to be down to zero. Yeah, and it says productivity growth. So the economy can still grow, just not with adding more employees by by productivity growth. This is, I thought, a great a great point because he said interest rates are still pretty low. He said, does 
and he's saying that if if you lower interest rates, that'll stimulate growth. Small business owners will be able to get loans, interest rates on mortgages, everything. He said, does anybody seriously believe short-term term rates at 2.375% are an obstacle to economic growth? Oh, <laughs> That's still pretty good. They're very low. Two, yeah, two and a half, two and a quarter, two and a half percent interest rate. So, so they, they, he said, and I think this is a great point, said they're better served by turning their focus toward government spending. Reduce government spending instead of lower interest rates. Let's sneak in a real quick call. This is Al calling from Milwaukee on WISN and WIBA Madison, the Retirement Clinic with Jeff Kowal. Al, good morning. Hi, Al. Hello. Uh, yeah, I'm wondering with a transfer on death, if I do that for my house, does that cover the personal property, furniture, whatever jewelry inside the house? And how much would it uh, you be able to do that way? That's an interesting question. Typically, it's on things that you can have title to. If you have title to jewelry and things like that, it's easy enough to put that. Um, uh, that's that's more easily done with a trust, a revocable living trust, I think. Uh, no, just by saying that you transfer your house on death doesn't transfer the contents as well, and that rocking chair doesn't go to somebody. You know that'll be part of the uh, estate. You can, I think. Again, this is an easy, quick way to the transfer on death is an easy, quick way to do it. Avoid probate and name a beneficiary for your house. I think that's a great thing to do, but it's most likely not going to include. Um, your wife's necklace. <laughs> I, I would think that. Yeah. But the contents probably of the house, some of that, you know, up to a certain amount, won't that avoid probate? Well, uh, yeah, a certain amount of, uh, yeah, there is, I think, depending on the county, what uh, what is excluded from probate, where it's not going through probate. But uh, but the house itself, you know, of course, you know, the water heater and thing like that, things like that get transferred with sure. the house. But uh, not the other uh, knickknacks or things per- like personal. that. A certain amount of personal, uh, yes. A we'll, wristwatch, we'll, yep. a necklace, things yeah, like that. Yeah, some of those things will avoid probate. There is going to be a certain amount of uh, uh, exemption you have from probate before you have to file uh, separately, but the, no, I think that the, the TOD is a transfer and death is a great way to go for the house. Probably not going to include the contents. Uh, uh, good stuff, Al. Thank you for the call. And we do have to take a quick break. We'll be right back, though. The boss segment coming up with Aaron Kowal. Stay tuned for that and more. In fact, Jeff will answer more of your retirement questions when we come back on WISN and WIPA. The Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line 414 799 1130. A four pack of Summerfest tickets is going to one caller. We'll announce that at the end of the hour. We are taking your retirement calls right now. And we'll be right back after this. Between us grow deeper. Welcome back to the Retirement Clinic on WISN. I'm Aaron Kowal with the Boss Minute, business owner's savings and security. It's about owning your retirement, not just your business. Many business owners either don't have any life insurance or don't have enough to fund a buyout or pay estate taxes. There is a need to protect the business owner's family in the event of the death of the business owner without having to liquidate the business to pay for estate taxes. If there is no insurance on the life of the business owner and estate taxes are due, the business may need to be liquidated, possibly for below full value, leaving the family with less than what they expected. Also, if a partner in the business passes away, the other partners may have to find a way to buy out the late partner's family. A lot of times it's just education. Business owners are concentrating on their business and don't know that they have a problem. 
Honestly, procrastination is an issue too. There are so many business issues to address that making sure they have the right insurance gets put on the back burner all too often. There are solutions to this. A buy-sell agreement funded with life insurance can address buyout issues with family members or partners. But it's not that easy. You need to work with someone who specializes in retirement and can get the right valuation for the business. A complete plan needs to be designed for your specific situation. And then we need to go out and find the right insurance company with the right solution to meet your specific business needs. If the need turns out that you have to protect the business against the state taxes, then the planning process will determine how much insurance needs to be in place to pay those taxes without liquidating the business. While those issues are complex, it can be addressed. If you have a business but don't have any insurance, talk to someone who specializes in business owner issues and get the ball rolling. While you have a nice business now and for the rest of your life, your family might suffer for it if you do not take action and address it. They may owe Uncle Sam a boatload of money that they won't be prepared to pay, and they may not receive a fair share of equity from your partners or successors. That was good stuff on today's Boss Minute with Aaron Kowal for business owners. And what he said at the end about taxes... Jeff, wow. Well, and you know that that life insurance, as an example, is probably one of the most tax-efficient vehicles you can use. Uh, First of all, there's that inevitable gain. Chances of dying are 100%. So if you put in $100,000 into life insurance policy, you get $300,000 out. There will always be that inevitable gain in that policy. A second thing is that, as Aaron mentioned, having that tax-free, it's always income tax-free, and in most cases, estate tax-free as well. Just a very efficient uh, use of tax dollars and tax uh, tax uh, advantage vehicles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the reason we do the boss segment, Jeff, is uh, it's part of many people's retirement plan. Yes, as it, it is be. the retirement plan for for well, many for folks. some people, it is. They'll draw money from that, but for a lot of them, they'll. Uh, feel comfortable drawing down on their uh, investments because they know when they pass away, there will be something there at the end for their heirs anyway. So it gives them some confidence in knowing. So we have a lot of clients that are buying life insurance in their 50s, 60s, and 70s just to make sure while well, they have the money, first of all, and, and secondly, to make sure that there's going to be a little bit more for their heirs. And they like that. Yeah, if you're just joining us on this Father's Day weekend, Jeff Kowal is here for this live edition of the Retirement Clinic, and we are more than welcome or more than happy to answer any of your questions on retirement. Maybe it's taxes like we just heard for business owners. Maybe it's a 401k plan. Uh, Maybe you need to roll over that plan, a Roth question, a Social Security, anything that has to do with you and your retirement. Give us a call. And as we mentioned, we've got Summerfest tickets for you as well, One. Lucky listener will win the four pack. Oh, I should mention the Kowalway.com is your website. And now I'm I'm getting better at this, Jeff. Your social site. That's right. You are on Facebook. So look up Kowal Investment Group, That's LinkedIn, right. Twitter. Um, and this is because of all of your very competent millennials on staff that and, remind us. And we do post stuff on a regular basis too. So it's kind of interesting the articles and that, that we, that we post. So to go to, to our website, go look, look us up on Facebook, LinkedIn and Twitter. Uh, and really, if you want to schedule a time for us to meet with us, if you have $750,000 or more, are serious about your retirement planning, want some great help from Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialist, go online at thekowalway.com, uh, click on contact us, and we'll get started right away. We got exactly half of the show. We're halfway through it. That means you got 30 minutes left to call in with your questions. The Acunet Mortgage Talk and text line is 414 414- 799-1130. There is a movement. And, it, you know, among millennials, there's always stuff that 
we don't even isn't even on our radar screen. Um, the thing that you were talking about yesterday with vaping, Mark Belling was talking about yesterday, vaping The uh, alcohol. alcohol missed yeah. out of a balloon. That's the newest trend right now. Yeah, there are just trends like this. Yeah. this one, there are retirement trends as well. Not to that degree. But you, heard that, you heard that segment? <laughs> I heard that segment. I was driving back from Chicago and I heard that. So it's thing. equivalent to two and a half shots of alcohol and you're just inhaling the mist from a balloon. Would you do that? Well, it, it, well, I heard the qualifiers on that. You get the feeling that it is, but it's yeah. not the same alcohol it's, exactly. Content. So it's like a half a shot. So yeah, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, no. I don't know. I can't. I can't say no. You know what I would do? I'd be like Jeff. You do it first, and then I'll see what happens. <laughs> I was thinking the same about you, Paul. <laughs> Let Paul do it. Right, right. Okay, this is a USA Today article. You plan to retire by fifty? By fifty? Don't forget health care. Uh, it said, so you're ready to sock away half of your income. That's what some people are doing. Earn more through side hustles and aggressively, aggressively invest so you can, uh, let me start this over again. So you're ready to sock away half of your income, earn more through side hustles and aggressively invest so you can become financially independent and retire by age 50. But a big obstacle threatens to keep you from joining the financial independence Retire early movement, that's called the FIRE movement. That's financial independence, retire early. It's actually a, an acronym? It's, a, it's the an FIRE acronym, movement. The I retire, FIRE movement. I want to be a part of this movement. No kidding. Financial independence, retire early. As high cost, but you got to watch out for that because the high cost of health care and health insurance. Well, it's just, okay, keep on going because I got questions for you when you're done. Yeah, it says without, without a job and too young for uh, Medicare. Uh, what our health insurance options remain for retirees. And it turns out that there are some. There are, already, there are already tens of millions that provide their own health insurance, whether they're retired, freelancer, or independent contractors. So some people, I mean, there is a market for that. A lot of it is private market. You don't need an employer to buy health coverage straight from insurance. In some cases, you have to, uh, you, you can incorporate. If you have a side job, you can incorporate and do it through there. Uh, also, you can, it can be costly. It can be $1,700 a month, but you can plan for it. You can also do the Affordable Care Act. You know, it's about $21,000 a year uh, for the uh, premium platinum plan. They could have saved $100 or $200 a month by opting for a bronze or silver plan. Go back to that. Uh, an annual cost of how much? $21,000. About family coverage? Yes, family of three. Twenty one grand, twenty one grand. But if you're if you're saving aggressively, if you've saved uh, enough money, if right. saved, if you saved a million bucks, yep, uh, a million and a half by a time you're age fifty, you're you're living rather frugally because you're saving half of your income in the first place. Also, it doesn't mean that you can't work a part time job, and that's what they're saying. Cut if you grass have a part- at the golf course, yep. whatever. If you have a part time <laughs> job, you can uh, supplement it. You can still retire on your own terms. If you uh, have a side uh, a side business, you can incorporate and get health insurance, or, or you can go on the uh, uh, Affordable Care Act. Sure. Uh, there are also new rules under the Trump administration allow insurers to sell short-term policies up to 364 days that exclude the minimum benefits that the Affordable Care Act plans must provide, such as prescription drugs, maternity, and mental health health care. Uh, uh, odd jobs, as you mentioned, 
And there's also this health share, healthcare sharing program. This is one that's come up a couple times in discussions with clients. Healthcare sharing programs are generally faith-based programs that facilitate voluntary sharing among members for eligible medical expenses. Members pay a monthly share similar to a premium, and then you tap the pool for money when you to cover health costs. The consideration there, um, because these programs have a religious affiliation, you may be required to belong to a certain church or make a statement that you believe in a higher power. So there, it's all it's saying is that there's alternatives. There's like MediShare that there's affordable care. Yep. You may be able to incorporate that if you plan to be part of the fire movement. Yeah. Financial independence, retire early. Healthcare is priority one. That's if you plan for it. If you plan twenty one to thirty thousand dollars a year in health insurance premiums, a plan for deductibles also, it's a possibility. That's really interesting stuff, actually, and we'll follow up with that after a quick call, Jeff. Let's go to Matt, who's been hanging on in Muskego, the Hi, retirement Matt. clinic. Good Hi, morning. Hi, I was calling. Um, so I'm thirty years old, and my question is: is that Early on in my career, would it be more beneficial for me to put my money towards a 403B via Roth or through pre-tax? I have an opinion on that, and there are actually studies to back me up. Um, I like the Roth option, um, especially now you're not at the peak of your earning years now, and, and uh, tax rates are going to be low, especially now until 2025. Individual tax rates are, are the with President Trump's tax cuts, the corporate tax rates are permanent. The uh, individual tax rates are scheduled to re, uh, uh, expire in January of 2025. Uh, so you're going to have lower rates now. You have tax-free growth forever. Um, if you think that you might be a lower tax rate when you t- retire, that's probably not going to happen for one. Secondly, even if it does, there was a study done by a couple of attorneys in Pittsburgh probably uh, seven or eight years ago that said it doesn't matter what your tax rates are when you put money in or when you take it out. If you're about seven to 10 years away from using the money and at 30 years old, you'd be seven to 10 years away from using the money, it's always better to be in a Roth. So I like the okay. Roth option. I'd pay the taxes up front now. Lower tax bracket, have a tax-free growth forever. I think that's a great way to go, Matt. I, I'm part of the group you were referring to earlier where I would like to do a, a, a partial retirement in my late 50s, early 60s and, and get a part-time job doing what I would like to do. That's a good, that's a good objective, yeah, and actually, a worthy that's, objective. And yep. that's almost a decade later than the what you said, the 50. Yeah, if you're talking 50. late 50s, that might be more realistic for some people. Yeah, but he's still talking about a time where we haven't hit Social Security yet, so you're not drawing from Social Security at least until 62 as it stands 62 now. 62 is the earliest, right? That's right. 65 okay. is the earliest you can get into Medicare as it Sorry. stands now. So you're still seven, eight years away from, from uh, being able to latch onto those health insurance ones. So that's right. I think that's a worthy goal, man. You save aggressively, and a Roth IRA will help you a long way because then when you start taking money out, that's all going to be tax-free income. And Matt, you said you're 30 now? Yes. Man, you've got some... Good time in front of 20 years. Yeah, if you've got that in your mind, you can save aggressively. That's a great way to go. All right. Thank you very much. Thanks for the call, Matt. Yeah, thank yeah. you for calling. I'll put you on hold, Matt, just to make sure we get your information. If you want to give us a call, get your retirement questions answered. We're going to do this all the way till 11 a.m. WIBA Madison carries this show as well as WISN Milwaukee. It's the Retirement Clinic. Jeff Kowal is here. The Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line, 414-799-1130. There's an interesting Market Watch article that I thought 
I'd share with you. Um, actually, it's a wall. Uh, no, it's market watch. Americans have guessed the amount they need to save for retirement, that they'll, but they'll probably never get there. Uh, Alessandro Melita is the author of this. And um, she says that Americans guess that they will need about $1.7 million to retire. And they may not be far off, according to experts. Really? That, that seems higher than I would have thought. Well, they, they surveyed 1,000 Americans um, between 25 and 70, found 51% of respondents who are participating in a 401k are contributing 10% less of their salary. So they surveyed 1,000 a 1, Americans to ask how much they thought that they would need. And But 51% are saving less than 10% of their salary for an average annual contribution of about $8,800. And they're saying less than half have increased their contribution percentage in the last two years. So they've kind of said it and forget it. And $8,000 a year, especially in the later years, you're not going to make $1.7 million. So no that's way. what the gist of the article was. When asked how they chose the percentage they'd contribute, 55 said 55% said they found a number they were comfortable with and just stuck with it. Yeah, because they don't want to sacrifice that, that paycheck. Yep, they say, okay, I can afford this much. Mm-hmm. 36%, and we've talked about this in the past, 36% they said they contributed as much as their employer would match. So that's good. At least do that. But then you can't just stop there. 8% said they used the default amount that they were automatically enrolled with. That's bad. And that's what they say is the detriment. Most of the surveys say that, most, that the plans will automatically um, – uh, start you at 4%. And if you don't increase it from that, that's not good. That won't get you to your uh, objective. And what's the max we can do right now, Jeff? About $19,000. If you're under age 50, 25000 I think that's the number. $25,000 um, if you're over age 50 into your 401k plans. And the average here is 8800 Main source of financial stress for these people were saving for retirement, but they said the top obstacles were unexpected expenses like home repairs, paying off credit card debt, needing enough money for basic monthly expenses, and then student loans. So student loans, they, they say this is a big obstacle to most things in life, right, student loans. It didn't come up until the fourth item. So other things like regular living expenses, unexpected home repairs, things like that came up first. Main source, financial stress, yeah. This is the last thing in this article. Almost all respondents said that they would feel confident making the proper financial decisions if they had professional advice. Koal Investment Group, that's the you, retirement specialist. Well, that's what you guys do, Jeff. And sometimes it is just a matter of, you said set it and forget it. So let's say it's uh, 8000 a year, whatever percentage that turns out to be. Is that going to be enough? If you just kind of set it and forget it, uh, you may need somebody to kind of kick you in the pants to move things along. That's absolutely right, and and just to give you an insight on it, you know, say that if you do increase it, what would the what would it look like sometime in the future? A cash flow analysis can help you tell that, can help determine that. Also, you know, well, like our, our uh, one of our callers, Matt, I think it was said, you know, what's the proper mix? Can you get more bang for your buck by putting money into the Roth? 401k option instead of the traditional. Most people, like you're saying, put, set it at 4%, set it in a traditional, never think about it again. One thing that we like to do is say when you're going to increase it, if you go to 5%, 6%, 7%, 8%, 10%, maybe have that extra over the first amount go into mm-hmm. the Roth portion. You can split it up. Are you ready for a call? I'm ready. That was good stuff. Uh, if nothing else, just a reminder to look at what you're 
what you're doing every year for that 401k plan. Okay, let's get to Todd in Sussex. You're on the retirement clinic. Good morning, Todd. Hi, Todd. Good morning. Hey, Jeff, I got a question for you with regards to, I'm going to be retiring in a few years. When would you start thinking about transferring money or getting money towards your children? Property, asset, and things of that sort. Well, you asked two questions there. Maybe you asked yeah, about a dozen questions there, but that's let's start. Let's let's pick it apart. First of all, when do you start transferring money from your retirement plans to yourself? Uh, you could do what's called an in-service withdrawal. For a lot of our clients, uh, if they have money, a lot of times you have limited options in your 401k, and if you can transfer money into your own self-directed IRA, it's a way to get money out of your 401k plan. Actually, my sexy our wealth management and. and uh, preservation segment today talks about inheriting a an, uh, 401k and it's a little bit different. It's a little bit more restrictive. We'll talk about that. But start moving money. You can do again what's called an in-service withdrawal. Most plans will let you do it. Some at any age. AT&T and others will let you do it at any age. Some will, you have to wait till 55, some till 59 and a half. But that's, another, that's one way to do it. Sec- 59 and a half. Okay, so then you can start drawing money or taking money out of there with uh, and move it into your own IRA. That doesn't mean you have to spend it, but then you're, it's under your control. The second part of your question is when do you start save, transferring money for kids? For a lot of us, if you have kids, and it sounds like you're that kind of guy, you'd like to see them get some benefit out of it before you die. You know, if, you, if you can help them buy a home, reduce debt, whatever it happens to be, um, put the kids through a private grade school or high school or something, you'd, you'd love to do that. Uh, I think you have to take care of yourself first. You have to do, and that's where our cash flow analysis comes in. We have what's called a streamlined retirement process, and part of that retirement process is a cash flow analysis. Um, and you can even plan for transferring $30,000 a year, as an example, to your kids. Does that work? Will you still have enough money left for yourself? You got to make sure that you're taken care of first, that your retirement is secure, your finance, because you don't want to go back to your kids 15 years from now and say, remember that money I gave you? <laughs> it's time for you to start paying back. I need some of that. Yeah. You don't want to, you don't want to have face that situation. So a cash flow analysis and plugging in those types of uh, variables like uh, gifts to the kids and helping them out, um, you know, can give you a clearer picture of whether you're in good shape financially yourself before you start transferring money to the kids. And then you have to be sensitive from a tax standpoint. Are you better off hanging on to some assets and transferring other assets to them from a tax standpoint? So that's also a variable with that. Okay, so I'm kind of, I was listening to your last caller and, and I heard him talk to speaking about Roth. Now, I didn't do go with the Roth. I'm at 60 right now. Um, it probably wouldn't. I plan on working maybe two or three more years. It wouldn't be. Would it be worth me going to? Absolutely. Good question. Uh, you could do it two ways. One is make your future contributions, put all of it into Roth. I see nothing wrong with that. You'll accumulate a nice chunk of money. Those are the types of things that, that even if you have done a good job it sounds like you have done some nice planning. If you've done a good job for yourself, those are the types of assets. The Roth might be the last assets that you would use and might be the assets that actually go to your grandkids and they can stretch it out as things stand now for at least 10 years and maybe over their life expectancy tax-free. So that may be a great thing to get to them. I would not shy away from doing that. Also between now 63 and 70 or 70 and a half, you have an opportunity to do Roth IRA conversions. And I would definitely look at that because that'll help reduce your required minimum distribution at 70 and a half. So you've got some good planning opportunities there. And good thing about you, Todd, is that you've accumulated some money. So you have some options. Mm -hmm. 
Thank you very much. Thanks for the call. Good stuff, Todd. Yeah, good question. Really, a lot of good calls today. Thank you so much for the questions. We do appreciate it. If you don't have time to make the show or call in, you can contact the Kowal Investment Group. Go online, thekowalway.com, or call their office at 262-522-4040. We'll be right back. The sexy segment coming up next, Jeff. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be good. (laughs) Wealth Management and Preservation. It's a feature every week. WIBA Madison, WISM Milwaukee, the Retirement Clinic. We'll be right back. That music means it's time, Jeff. We're going to jump right into the sexy segment. And we'll explain this for new listeners. Very simple. It's about wealth management and preservation. So you, once you get to that point, Jeff, where you you get... That wealth, whatever that number is, you have to preserve that money. And we have to explain this music, too, because I know we have new listeners, and just like Matt's 30 years old, he may not have remembered this theme. No, you hear it on commercials and things like that. You don't hear it on the radio much anymore. Who's, yeah. the, who's the artist? Uh, David Rose, I think. That's right, David is. Rose. And you know, back in the seventies, I think it was. Um, this was it's it's actually called the stripper theme. Yeah, it was used in movies all the time. Yep. Yep. commercials on TV. Yep. And the way we came about with this was that this this show is for everybody. This particular segment is for those with a million dollars or more. Um, and million you know, more money you have. Some people think that that's sexy, so that's why we kind of came up with that. But the, the, again, for the show is for everybody. If you have a million dollars more, you've accumulated some wealth. Some people might think that they're not worth a million dollars, but if you have five hundred thousand dollars in your four hundred one k plan, and if you have a five hundred thousand dollar home, you're at a million dollars. If you have a million dollars of life insurance, if you have additional investments, if you own your own business, you may be at $3 million, $5 million, $10 million or more. If you get an inheritance, win a lottery, go through a divorce, have sudden wealth uh, unexpectedly, you may run come into some money. What's the best way to preserve it, grow it, take income from Did it? Did you and- mention inheritance and all? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Yeah, inheritance too. I know we're not supposed to like count on that, but in reality, it is a part of many people's plans. It is what we and we'll do a couple of different alternatives. One with an inheritance because I encourage my clients not to rely on it, not to count that in, especially with people living longer now. And there was just I, I think I mentioned this to you. We were I was driving to to Madison one, um, one day last week, uh, and I was listening. And there were ads for the Cleveland Clinic. They're saying that people are outliving their. Their bodies are living longer, but their minds are outliving the length of their minds and the health of their minds. Yeah. So Cleveland Clinic is doing doing memory and, and mind studies, brain studies, to see if you can get the brain to last as long as your body is that's lasting. That's interesting. I thought that was pretty interesting, too. And that's why I say don't count on that inheritance because with people living longer, they're you know, nursing home, home health care, assisted living, yeah. some of that inheritance may be going to things like that. Life expectancy is increasing every year. So as Americans, we're living longer, Jeff, but that doesn't mean that we're living healthier, right? Well, for we are at times. But then at the end of life, issues can be pretty devastating for a lot of families. And that's always, you know, but they're doing studies on that. And hopefully they'll they'll be doing with, with the memory studies and things like that the same as they do. There's certainly with, with physical. And uh, um, there certainly is a lot more emphasis put on that. And that's wonderful. I don't know if you saw the news today. And I know we're pressed for time. Real quickly, fast food now may cause dementia, a latest study says. 
Well, I'll wait two weeks. And, and, <laughs> and in two weeks, we'll have another show. That's right. So that it's good for your health. Red wine is bad for you. Right? No, it's right. good for us. Coffee's good for you. It's an, you know, yeah, blah, blah, yeah, blah, when, blah, blah. Yeah, that's right. Common it prob- sense. It probably was a study of about eight people. And they're using that as a basis for I'll I, quote I, my I guess, boss, Jerry Bott. Anything is okay in moderation. Yeah, I think that's probably right. It's kind of makes sense. You quote Jerry? It? That's pretty good. <laughs> I, like, I kind of like that. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> uh, let's talk about this Kiplinger's retirement report because it talks about. And this is what uh, what we talked about earlier was with um, one of our callers. Um, 401k heirs, watch out for the pitfalls. Um, an inherited 401k can be a lasting legacy, but the windfall needs to be handled carefully to maximize the inheritance and minimize taxes. This is different. This is what we were talking about earlier with our caller that said, should I be moving some money out of my 401k? You may want to because there's some restrictions on that, but there are also some advantages. It's critical to understand the rules of 401ks because if you make a mistake, it's hard to reverse it. Uh, what are the plan rules? A 401k heirs first step Contact the plan sponsor or company benefits department to sort out what the options are available for heirs for that particular plan. It's not like an IRA, so it is different. Some companies, for example, may allow heirs to keep the money in the plan and just take the beneficiary required distributions, required minimum distributions, while others may allow may only allow the heir to take the money out in a lump sum. You got to get it out of the plan. You cannot keep it in the plan. The rules depend on the 401k plan document written by the company, and everybody can limit it. Um, what's the heir's relationship to the original owner? A spouse is automatically the sole beneficiary of the 401k unless he or she has given consent for other beneficiaries to be named. So, um, the spouse, but if the surviving spouse has more flexibility than non-spouse like a thriving spouse could roll over into their own IRA, own 401k plan. But determine whether a deceased had already beginning re- begun required minimum distributions. And now, should the money stay in the 401k plan? If the 401k plan allows money to keep any money in the plan, consider the pros and cons of doing so. Limited investment options. But non-spouse beneficiaries, this is a key thing. A non-spouse beneficiary, like a kid. Uh, needs to ask the plan sponsor whether they allow to roll the money in directly into an inherited IRA. If they can, that's good. If the plan allows it to go into an uh, inherited IRA, make sure the inherited IRA is clearly titled with the name of the deceased participant and the name of the beneficiary. In other words, to keep that tax-deferred status, you have to make sure that the name of the deceased is on there. If not, the whole process is tainted, and the money could all become taxable at once. So be careful with that. That's a big hit, big tax hit. And you can also do a Roth conversion with an inherited 401k, and you cannot do a Roth conversion with an inherited IRA. So that's a big plus. Social media, website, phone number, all the good stuff, plus the winner of the four-pack of Summerfest tickets is next as we continue the Retirement Clinic with Jeff Kowal on WIBA Madison and WISM Milwaukee. As we wrap up today's retirement clinic on this Father's Day weekend, somebody's going to, Matt Muskego won the ticket, so maybe use them for a Father's Day gift. Matt Muskego, congratulations. Jeff Kowal, we had some great questions today. Really good questions today. Thanks. Thanks, for everybody, for listening in. Uh, during the week, you can reach us at 
404040. If you want to get started with us, if you have $750,000 or more in retirement assets and you're serious about your retirement planning, we've got five great locations anywhere in listening area. Uh, it's very convenient. Uh, you can set up your initial consultation with us. Go on thekowalway.com, K-O-W-A-L, thekowalway.com. You can click on contact here. You can get started. It's an easy process. So if you would, uh, give us a call. If you're do-it-yourself or it's tired of doing it yourself, or if you have assets scattered all over and you're close to required minimum distributions, uh, get online at thekowalway.com. Jeff, thank you so much for another great show, The Retirement Clinic, every weekend on WISN and WIBA Madison.